Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hey guys, we're here with the Hollywood Life Podcast. And we are so excited today because we've got a very special guest. We are here with Drake Bell. Hey guys, how's hey, it going? Hey, thanks for coming by. Hello. Thank you for having me. Well, thank you for um, for being brave enough to come to New York City, even though uh, you heard that we were having very cold weather, though you brought nice weather. And we are here also with Ali Stagnita, our on-air anchor and <laughs> entertainment writer, and our silent producer, Nick. What's up, Nick? He's, he's behind the camera, behind the behind the scenes. So you know what? I, I really do want to thank you for bringing the balmy weather. Because, Isn't it incredible? Yeah, I, was, I mean, yeah, we, we just, I packed for the frozen tundra. I heard. And yeah, and I had friends that escaped, came down to L.A. and went, went to Disneyland and hung out because they were like, I've got to get out of this weather. And I was like, no, I've got to go there Monday. It's going to be so cold. And then I got here and it was amazing. We walked out of the airport and I was like, I know. It's like L.A. It was I amazing. I know. Well, you were obviously like the good luck. Yeah. Charm. I mean, you know, we come from California. We bring what we can. Yeah. We well, I wish it was like March 1st, though, because I would be like, oh, like signs of spring, except it's February 5th and yeah. it's, it's going to back. get cold. I know. It's going to be frozen again. Yes. Yeah. But what it did allow you to do was to just come in your gorgeous Gucci wear. Thank you. And oh, yeah. I noticed on your Instagram that you're a big fan of Gucci. You are always wearing very cool Gucci head-to-toe outfits. And here you are. And this it's like a, how would you describe the jacket? It's like a varsity jacket. Uh, it's like a, bomb, a bomber. A bomber. Like a classic bomber, kind of 70s vibe. I guess. Are you super into fashion? You, you went yeah, to some shows yeah, too. It's fashion. fashion week. Yeah, yeah. I was at Todd Snyder last night. Um, that was an awesome show. His stuff was really cool. Um, yeah, I love fashion. I've always been into it. I think that, I don't know, I think that I've always been a fan of classic rock and just rock and roll in general. And I think that music and fashion have always just like kind of intertwined and gone yeah, hand definitely. in hand. You know, you. Whenever sure. you think of Elvis or David Bowie or The Clash or The Ramones or any of the, the Beatles, I mean, you instantly think of their looks and their fashion and what they look like, you know, Prince and Little Richard and Chuck Berry. It's like you don't just think of the music. You also think of, you know, what was their whole their look image. and everything. Yeah, their I mean, style. That's, yeah, I mean, one of the coolest things is going to the, you know, Graceland and seeing Elvis's outfits like on mannequins and seeing like these unbelievable, you know, tailored costumes and all this yeah. kind of stuff. Yeah. And you've I've got kind of that. a gorgeous Elvis pompadour in oh. front of your hair right now, too. <laughs> yeah. You're Jeez, all, ladies, you're stop all it. styled. I'm I know. Red. Red. Like, hey. <laughs> 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 no, but seriously, it's true. So how do you do you kind of intersect your your music and your fashion? I try to. <laughs> <laughs> Why are you all bashful now? because uh, you guys are laying it on thick. Um <laughs> Yeah, uh, I, yeah. I mean, I've always, uh, I don't know. I've just, uh, fashion has always been something I've really been into. Uh, 
you know, soup, you know, couture and high fashion and, and, and all of that. Like ever since I was a kid, you know, so I don't well, know. Well, yeah, you wouldn't have thought, though, because it wasn't like on uh, Drake and Josh that you guys were you were sort of sporting regular. Yeah, yeah. No, we were much more much more just teenagers. But uh, I did get to uh, kind of uh, express my my musical taste through the show a lot, though, too. You know, I was instead of being uh, they let me kind of instead of being a, a fan of whatever was popular at the time. Because, you know, some teenager that plays rock and roll music in the early 2000s, you know, he's probably listening to Blink-182, Green Day, all these kind of like modern acts and stuff. Mm-hmm. But they allowed me to kind of tell the kids, nah, man, the Beatles. Like like what, I, we had a whole episode where I got a hold of an autographed uh, version of Abbey Road. Wow. You know, the vinyl. And did you and really? Are, oh, I wish. Oh. <laughs> it's like priceless. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It was just for the show. But for the whole episode, I'm like guarding this with my life. And then finally I have to give it to this kid for his birthday to get us into this really cool party. <laughs> and we still don't get into the party. Um, but uh, it, it was cool because I was telling kids in the early 2000s, you know, the Beatles, the Beach Boys, Queen, Led Zeppelin, mm. you know, there's other mute, like go back, like there's cool stuff. You don't, you know, not just what's on the radio right now and not what's just happening now. And, you know, they were inspired by somebody else and kind of stuff. So, so it allowed me to express like my musical tastes. So stuff. these are bands that you're really into. Yeah. Were you, have you seen Bohemian Rhapsody? Yeah, it was great. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I loved it. It was really cool. I mean, as a fan of Queen, I, and and knowing the history and being, I mean, I've been obsessed with Freddie Mercury for my whole life. And he's worth being obsessed about. Yeah, I mean, the guy. He's there's no voice that even can compare, you know, and um, at least on the male side. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, knowing the history of the band, it's sort of like watching a movie about the Beatles, and you know every in and out of the the story. You've read all the books. You know, you know what's true. You know what's false. You've heard all the stories. You've seen all the interviews. And then they make a Beatles movie that's like just kind of cookie cutter. Here's the biopic, and and then they and then the 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 label didn't like what they did, but, right. but they but they were successful anyway, and and they got successful really fast. And oh, they just met each other by happenstance at a club and, one night, right. and it's like no, the the lead sing, like Freddie knew the band for a long time, and they were friends with the the leads. He was fr- really good friends with the ex lead singer, and all that. Like, there's just so many things, and then the whole thing where, you know, they had to get back together for Live Aid. It's like they just got off tour. They were on tour for like four months prior to the Live Aid show, so it wasn't like this big thing where they had to convince the whole band to get back to together. Get back together. Like, no, was, they just got off. He, you know. And did he actually know he was sick at that point? No. Yeah, I didn't think so. No, he didn't know he was sick at Live Aid. And that's not how they he told the band. Right, I knew that. See, and I wonder why they it, it, made the, the those timing, changes. The timing wasn't even right for when he got sick and when he announced it. So the whole thing when he was like having trouble with his voice at Live Aid and he knew why, like that – that wasn't true. And it's it's interesting because I know that um, that the director and producer, I mean, they clearly worked with the band members that are still alive. So I wonder why they made so many changes. Well, I, you know, I'm thinking maybe because the band is, I mean, they're songwriters and they're creatives and they want, and, and you know, they're, they were probably like, yeah, let's kind of shift this over here and make it a little more emotional a little more emotional show us a little bit more like rock gods show mm-hmm. us a little bit more like we were you know like that whole thing of how fa- like what really bummed me out is not seeing the str- like I like to see like the struggle and the the uh, the band kind of 
not succeeding at the beginning. It, it, you know, that's like a cool thing about the Beatles story. It's like everyone turned him down and they had to play, you know, 300 nights a year at the Cavern Club before anybody paid attention to them. They Which were, is more typical of what yeah, happens. And they were right. a garage band, you know, and they, they had to cut their teeth. And in the Queen movie, it's like Freddie joined the band and then all of a sudden they were on a world tour. Right. Yes. I was like, their, their van broke down once. Yeah. And then all of a sudden, and then all of a sudden, they were on a world tour. I was like, "What? Like, this, that's yeah. not how it works." All I of a sudden, they're on private jets. I love that like, you know all this. Have you like read bi- bios of the band? Like, yeah, how do I mean, you know I, all this I detail? I just love classic rock history. So, awesome. if and, and also, I'm, I'm obviously like when I'm into something, I get super obsessive. <laughs> yes, he's head to toe in yeah, their chain. So I get, I get, I get obsessive. I mean, when you come to my house, it, it, there's. It looks like a museum. I mean, there's artwork all over the walls and, and, and collectibles and toys. And I mean, it looks like a kid's house, but you can't touch anything. You know what I mean? <laughs> you know what I, mean? I actually, that's exactly how I envision your house yeah, to that's, be. Yeah, that's basically what it's like. It's like a kid would love to come over there, but I'd be like, don't touch anything. <laughs> it's mine. Yeah. I do don't think, though, that. but I think it's, it, you know, the fact that Bohemian Rhapsody has been nominated for an Oscar for Best Picture and that, that Rami Malek has won so many awards already. I mean, his performance was yeah, incredible. Yeah. But I, I still think that it's the power of the music and of the talent. Oh, yeah. That people, mm-hmm. that the audiences and that everyone's responding yeah, to. Yeah, I mean, it's, and I, I just love the fact that, you know, so many people of so many different generations, it's not just like all these older people going and going, oh, going to see the movie and saying, oh, it's a great movie. I mean, people my age, people even younger, are like, man, did you see Bohemian Rhapsody? It's so great. And you know that they're going home and listening to all of the Queen stuff. Yeah. And what's really cool, I mean, even for me, it made me go back and listen to all of the Freddie Mercury solo stuff and discovering like all these like cool songs that I hadn't heard or had forgot about because, you know, but the movie focused a lot on, that was another part of the thing when, when in the movie when he said, uh, when he got the offer to go solo and then the band got kind of upset, well, Roger, T- he'd already had two, so- the drummer already had two solo albums out. The band was totally down with everybody doing solo projects. Like mm-hmm. there would not have been some, Oh, Freddie's gonna go do a solo project without us? No, they'd be like, "Oh, cool, man! Like, tell us how it is." Because I'm, I've already done two of those. I love how you're setting like, the record straight for all you <laughs> listeners who've seen the movie. You are now getting the yeah. true story. Um, but anyway, that's that. That was, but uh, but yeah. So it, it got me into like looking at the, all the old Freddie stuff, and I know kids are going home and now rediscover or discovering, not rediscovering mm-hmm. for themselves, discovering for the first time, like all this amazing music, you know. Can I just digress for a second? Because you said that your house is like all collectibles. Yeah. Um, have you ever been to Gene Simmons' house? No, I was thinking I about Gene Simmons when you were talking I about I have. Really? <laughs> yes. No way. And he has like just, I mean, immense uh, number of collectibles. I he bet. was on our podcast. Oh, that's awesome. He's yeah. so rad. So rad. Well, so Queen, after seeing the Queen movie and everything and yeah. also just liking that music, is that – has that inspired yours and your music that you've been working on? Yes, because can we just uh, tell our audience that you're in the middle of a tour? Yeah, I'm yes, actually going on the tour. road. I'm, yeah, I'm, I'm here for Fashion Week, and then I go back home and get to relax for a minute. Well, relax, pack and pre- rehearse and get ready to go back on the road. And then, uh, and then, yeah, I get to go. I'm coming actually back here to New York for a show, um, I think some about the 28th or something like that. 25th? February 25th yeah, at the Mercury Lounge. Yeah, the Mercury Lounge, yeah, the Mercury okay. Lounge 25th. Oh, Mercury Lounge. Yeah, and then and then uh, I have a bunch of uh, big festivals in Latin America. I have a song, the song right now I have is uh, called Fuego Lento. Mm-hmm. So it's, yeah, it's very sexy. It's sexy and it's in Spanish, uh, uh, the chorus is in, in Spanish. It's like Spanglish. So <laughs> do, do you speak like Spanish? Like Despacito-ish. 
Uh, un poco, but I mean, not enough. <laughs> I mean, enough, enough to get around, but not. I'm still, I'm still learning. I'm still what learning. inspired you to do a song in Spanish? Well, I'll, I'll, uh, I'll parlay that into the story. So the, the music is the first of my first album. It's only time was very inspired by like Queen, Beach Boys, Beatles, all that stuff. I mean, I was literally trying to make a, a Queen and Beach Boys Beatles album. Okay. And uh, when we released that, it did really well in Latin America. They they just love they love good music. It's yeah, not, they and, love and, music. And it doesn't matter what's uh, like cool at the time, as long as it's like as long as they dig it. They, they're they're really big fans of Beatles and and all that kind of stuff. And and so the record did really well down there, unbeknownst to us. I mean, we we were told by our agents, "Oh, you're going to go down to to Mexico City, Monterey, and I think Guadalajara at the time." And you're going to play uh, three shows and, uh, you know, go have fun. <clears throat> and so we go down there and we think it's going to be like, what we, we just got, got off kind of a, a, good, a good tour here, like 5,000, How many people 4, are seats. in your, your group or your band? At that time, we had a nine-piece band. Oh, so wow. We had a, That's a lot. Yeah, we had a horn section. We had uh, dr- dr- drums, guitar, like two guitar players, bass player, uh, Hammond B3 player, um, a sub saxophone player. Like we had a massive band. We all sang like six part, seven part harmonies. I'm saying we tried to make a Queen album, <laughs> right? <laughs> right. We had didgeridoo. It's like that. It's like that scene in uh, Walk Hard where he's like, "We need more Bushmen, more didgeridoos." It's like when we. It's like Brian Wilson trying to make Smile or something. We we were we were basically trying to make Smile, so we were pulling out all the stops. And uh, and then trying to replicate that live with no tracks and no pre-recording and doing all of our you know Beach Boys harmonies <laughs> and everything live. So, and we actually recorded a DVD of that. If anybody wants to see that performance, it's on YouTube. You can check out Drake Bell live in Mexico, <laughs> circa two thousand eight. Um, anyway, or two thousand six, something like that. Um, but so it did really well down there. And uh, when we got down there, I was expecting to do you know like we were doing here, like four, three, four thousand seats, five thousand seats, whatever. And we started doing all of the interviews like this and the people were going, oh, you know, what's it like being number one and having the number one record and the number one song? And, you know, can you do a, a, a can you do the radio liners for us and thank thank the listeners for keeping you at number one and blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, what? I'm looking around. I'm like, I did not get prepped properly. I'm like, <laughs> number I'm one. Number one. <laughs> I'm like number one on like the, on like the. The Latin like charts. Like for the day yeah. on this radio station because <laughs> right. I was coming in to do an interview and you guys played my song a lot. Like I'm so confused. And then, and then I was on this station that they were like, dude, this is the Ryan. He's the biggest. This is the biggest radio station you can get on. In and, Mexico? Uh, yeah, in Mexico yeah. City. You know? and it's, but it's all over Latin America. It's like the biggest. It's like the Howard Stern or the Ryan Seacrest of, of the Rick D's of, you know. Latin America. Latin America. And. I was like, this is crazy. This is so cool, you know. And the guy's like, you know, the place you're playing is the is is it's it's amazing that you're you're playing there and and, and you're playing two shows in one day and the and they were just laying on like how incredible this was and I was like, dude, I thought we were coming to just play a club or something. Like I'm so confused. Uh-huh. I hadn't even been to sound check at the auditorium yet. And then we get there and dude, it's an arena. Oh my god, it's like ten thousand seat <laughs> arena. And I have two sold out shows that wow. day. I so am Freddie Mercury. And <laughs> it was wild. And I was just like, what is going on? And then we get to Monterey. We fly to Mon- So now my band's like, what is going on? And then we fly to, we play this, sh- the two sold out shows. It's incredible. Then we get on jets and fly to Monterey, Mexico and play the arena there, basically a soccer stadium, sold out oh. show. It, it was incredible. And so 
and that just kept happening and growing. And then, uh, so that, that marketplace just really latched onto not just the show but, and, and what I've been doing theatrically, but really onto the music. Mm. And so I gone, I've been going down there throughout the years and, uh, performing and playing and releasing more music and, and, uh, Basically, every time I play live, I'd try to do a song in Spanish, or I'd, <laughs> I'd, I'd uh, try to talk to them in Spanish and do my show in Spanish, and they would just love it. And so when I come, when I came back the, this last time, I was like, man, I've got to. Not only was I wanting to record music like that because I'm like so inundated when you're in that that space, you're just hearing that music constantly and mm-hmm. the reaction that it gets from people. And I'm going and seeing friends' bands and the way the audience is like dancing and moving and everything, and it's just so much fun that I just got back. I was like, dude, I need something that's like boom, do do, boom, kakum, do. And then uh, once we did it, we did it all in English, and the song was really fire. And I was like, man, this is great. And uh, I was like, man, we've got to do something in this in Spanish, either in, uh, translated or do a course or something. And then we did a, we did part of the course in Spanish and literally, I mean, it was almost like the, ha- like all the hairs when I was, it was like the coolest thing I'd ever heard. And, uh, and so that's, that's just what kind of inspired it to be why I all of a sudden am singing in Spanish, you know? Yeah. So that, and so that single is Fuego Lento. Fuego Lento, a, yeah. Oh, Fuego. see, I can't, I don't, you say it much no, better I'm not than me. Spanish. And you have a very sexy video that oh, goes yeah. along with that. Yeah, that was really fun to shoot. I got a bunch of friends together. I was, uh, a friend of mine, Chris Applebaum, who, who uh, directed a lot of uh, classic videos like Umbrella for Rihanna and Party yeah. in the USA and... Uh, like Beyonce's first Super Bowl commercial. Was it Beyonce's first? No, Kim Kardashian's first Super Bowl commercial. Okay, yes, I know exactly who I mean, tons, of all those Carl's Jr. commercials yeah. where the girls are eating the burgers. Oh, right, and yeah. And, uh, and so I was like, man, I want to do something like that, like something where there's just like beautiful girls eating spicy food. It's just a Fuego Lento. <laughs> it's like Fuego Lento. Yeah, and I'm not even in the video. It's just like just visuals and stuff. And uh, and so I reached out to him and... and uh, he agreed and he's like, yeah, yeah, let's do it. He has a, a channel on, on Instagram called Eats Channel. Mm-hmm. And so I kind of just uh, incorporated that idea and and uh, made this video. And, and it was it was cool. We just had like a bunch of friends. A lot of the models were just friends of mine. And mm-hmm. uh, it was just like a fun, easy day at the onset and stuff. It was cool. Well, and to promote the video, you and your friend Josh Peck oh, yeah. uh, did the funny little video yeah. on Instagram too. What was, Why did you decide to do that? Well, he was just over at my house, <laughs> and I thought I'd use him. Uh, why not? Yeah, why, yeah, not, why you, not, you know? right? No, so so, uh, so we went to – no, he came over for uh, – we, we did a YouTube video together. Mm. He was in town uh, for just a second, and um, he came over. We did a video. But where then, does he live now? He lives in uh, he lives in L.A. He lives oh, okay. in some, 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 I don't, uh, somewhere in L.A., I don't want to say. Yeah, but he's, he's in the L.A. area. Um and uh, and yeah, so he came over. We we shot this fun fun little YouTube video together. And then as he was leaving, I was like, "Oh wait, we got to do something together. We should do something for my Instagram." And then I was like, "What?" Well, but I don't know what to do. I don't know. Oh well, hey, I'll promote my promote my song. Promote, with, my, promote song. my song with Why me. Not? Yeah. And so we just did this whole little thing. And what's such a bummer is whenever you get me and Josh together. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. 
Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. We just, we just start rolling. We just start riffing, yeah. you know? And so I'm like, okay, hey, hey, can you shoot this? And, and we're just going to sing the song in Spanish really quick. But then we start going and it, I mean, we're riffing for three and a half, four minutes and like, blah, 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 oh, blah, 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 all this stuff. And it, we're just, and it's so funny. So then I got, and I'm like, oh, wait, Instagram's only a minute long. Uh-oh. So now I'm trying to, I'm on my iMovie, like trying to cut, like, I'm like, oh, but that's funny. Oh, I can't cut that. And it's just like, I'm like, uh, why do we have to we just go just too long? Put it on YouTube. And I then, feel like YouTube really brings people together, honestly. Well, I think it forces people <laughs> to get together because they have to figure out what content to fill up yeah. for that day. They're like, what am I going to do? Oh, I guess I'll just call my buddy. Um, but yeah, you know, it's like, I don't know where he, he's, he's awesome. And, and it's really cool. Like it's such a, I don't know. It's so crazy. Like the time of our lives where he comes over to my house and he's married with a kid and it's just like, <laughs> so you're not ready we used for to that. go, we used to, well, no, I mean, we used to go over and like figure out what we're going to play on PlayStation and like, I don't know, like order pizza and have like, you know, do, I don't know. It's just weird. We're growing up, we're growing up. Well, it, you are growing yeah. up. And he's got a, and he's got a beautiful baby, which unfortunately we've been both like flying all over the place that I haven't been able to meet him yet. Now, um, are you still in touch with Miranda Crossgrove? Yeah. Yeah. We're dude. I'm in touch with everybody yeah. on the show. Like we did this thing with Jonathan on YouTube a while ago called where's Walter that I'm going to be re-releasing pretty soon. Oh, fun. Uh, this whole kind of meta th- pro- uh, project where, uh, we took the the dad from from uh, Drake and Josh mm-hmm. and put him into the real world, and, <laughs> oh, that's and funny. it's it's this weird thing where he he escapes television and 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 goes on this this crazy uh, excursion and uh, through the real world. Um, so we'll be putting that out again soon, and and we brought a lot of people back from the show for that just for fun, and that was literally just us. Me and Jonathan getting together because I got some camera equipment. Mm-hmm. And I was like, let's go, let's go shoot some stuff for fun. And started reaching out to people from the show, like uh, the, the characters like the great Doheny and Helen and Crazy Steve <laughs> and uh, Craig That's and Eric. So and and uh, I mean, it, Audrey, the mom. And I mean, it was it's kind of it's hard to keep track of like everybody. Uh, my girlfriend on the show, Carly. Like several girlfriends like, we got, on yeah. the show. But she was like, <laughs> it's, it's crazy for one. I had I had one girlfriend that lasted like two episodes. Okay. So, so she, was, she was like the main the girlfriend. Main girlfriend. <laughs> yeah, she lasted two episodes, but she uh, she came back for for it. So it, I mean, we we you know we literally I saw Hel- I saw Yvette who played Helen mm. not too not too long like maybe last Didn't month. Did Miranda and, go to college? Yeah, she she went to school. She did uh, she did a lot. You know, it's uh, it's like it's like Amanda did the same thing. Amanda's over at Fitum now and everything. Mm. It's like she, they did the, they pulled the whole Jodie Foster like all right I'm gonna take a break. I did what I need to do. I'm gonna go. And then, yeah, that's, you know, that's and then hard I to do. She's, she's oh, yeah, time out. You're on the Amanda show. Yeah. Oh, I loved the that Amanda show. That was old show. school back in the day. Yeah, exactly. yes. that was a really fun show to do. I, it's so good to hear you being like that. You know, talking about the show in such a positive way, like that it was such a wonderful experience and close experience. Yeah, I, it's such a bummer hearing you know all of the because I mean I've been in this business for. Really, I don't want to age myself now. <laughs> wow, I have to say that now. Um, no, for like 25, 26 years, you know? Yeah. And there's so many people that I've grown up with who've been on shows that just, they just, it's, it was a terrible time for them. You know, they were just like, oh, I, you know, being on that show and this and that. And they try to escape it. They try to forget about it. They hate when wow. pre- people bring it up. And, you know, they don't like people referencing it. They don't like it, people asking them to say lines from the show and mm. all this stuff. It's like, 
you know, how many times can I say, did I do that? You know, for, 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 for a picture <laughs> right. or something, but I don't know. I love it. I think that I'm, I'm very nostalgic and I get, like I said before, I get very obsessed with things and I get, I'm a fanatical fan. And so, you know, when I'm a fan of somebody, I, I know, so I know what it's like when someone comes up and it's like their one opportunity to get a photo or to get a, to, for, for, you know, well, you're can you an say, icon. Yeah, it's you like, are can an you, icon oh, to, ch- no, seriously, to generations. I, I'm never going to leave this place. Well, I've got four kids. And oh, so there you. was a lot of Drake and Josh on. Yeah. Yes. Well, you know, I just, so I, I understand and I just don't, you know, the, uh, I, I, you know, I, I, I don't know. I think it's important to kind of, I forget what I was saying. I'm, I'm, just, I'm getting just to be with all of this. For a fan, this, when fans come up to you, like yeah. you let you enjoy talking about oh, it. Oh, that's what I was, that's what I was talking about. Yeah. Is, is that's why I embrace the show is like, I, you know, I know I love it and, and it was a great time. And yeah, there were, I was going through, you know, my adolescence and my teen years. And obviously yeah. there were times on the show where I was dealing with everything that a teenager deals with. And yeah, it was kind of difficult to get up early in the morning and have the responsibility of an entire, you know, cast and crew and everybody. And that is a lot of responsibility. Yeah, it's, 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 it's a lot. And, you know, there were our ups and downs about it. But, man, I'd go back in a second. And it was so much fun. And, and, and everybody on set, we all... There was something special about the show. I don't know. I mean, not all casts get along. Not everybody, you know, not everybody loves each other after the show's done. But th- there was something, you know, I hear shows like Happy Days, Taxi, um, you know, these types of shows, Mary Tyler Moore show, where these casts are, f- you know, Dick Van Dyke show, where these mm-hmm. casts are friends until they're 90 years yes. old. Mm-hmm. And they still go over to their ch- each other's houses and they're still, they still have dinner. And Dick they Van still, Dyke is about 90 years old. And that's old. what I mean. Yeah. And they were friends and her, him and Mary Tyler Moore were friends until the day she died, you know, everything like that. So, um, well, look at the Friends cast. I mean, there's still- Yeah, exactly. Yeah. The like Friends Jennifer cast Anderson are all hanging Courtney out. Cox. Yeah, and that's really- that. Yeah, exactly. Friends. And that's how we are, yeah. And people love seeing them together, like seeing you and Josh together and, you know, seeing- I feel like maybe there were a picture of you and Miranda and- um Disneyland or yeah, something yeah, like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. So tell me, you love Disneyland. What is that? What is the obsession? Well, well that's my obsessed. nostalgia. That's my <laughs> nostalgia thing. You know, I, I, I love. That's why I think when fans come up and they want to say, you know, oh, say a line from the show or do this, or do that. I'm like, well, yeah, of course. I mean, I. It's the same feeling that I get when I go to Disneyland or when I see somebody that I that I grew up loving. You know, and I want to get a picture with them or get an autograph or something. And and uh, I just love it makes me feel like yeah. a kid again, you know, and, and I, I love Walt Disney. I just there's something magical about his creativity and and, uh, you know, just having a vision and a dream and then actually like pursuing it no matter what. I mean, his his pursuit and, and, and uh, execution of, of just making Disneyland <laughs> Is incredible. I mean, he lost all of his money. I mean, yeah. and, and and just starting his his company. I mean, he he the the, the the thing that's amazing about Walt is all of his greatest successes came from his greatest failures. So without his greatest failures, he wouldn't have had his amazing success. So if he wouldn't have lost Oswald and 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 went bankrupt and and been eating dog food on the in 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 a in a you know a studio apartment with no money. Mickey Mouse would have never come around. There would have never been Mickey Mouse, you know. And then if he wouldn't have lost all of his money. You know, and 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 had to go and find investors and all this. Disneyland would have never happened. You know, he probably so, would never have been as driven. Exactly, and that's and that's the thing, and that's what's inspiring about Walt's story is like, you know, no matter what, even though even though everything crumbles and you literally are eating dog food, 
you can create Mickey Mouse. You can create Disneyland. You can create as long as you have an absolute driven focus and you don't deter from that and you don't let anybody go – Oh, you know, Walt would always tell his brother, you know, you'll find a way. It doesn't matter. You'll find a way. Even one time he, he, he had no money. He couldn't figure, he couldn't uh, afford a, an investment for Disneyland. And Walt told Roy, you'll find a way. Just, just find a way to get the money. Find a way. And when Walt came back from a, a trip, he was looking around for his Mercedes that he had just bought. Oh, I see. And he's like, where's my car? I, <laughs> I just bought this brand new, beautiful Mercedes. Where's my car? And Roy came up to me and said, well, you said find a way. So Roy sold his car. Who's your favorite Disney character? Mickey Mouse. Oh, why? Why do you love Mickey? Because he's the boss. Um, so what's your sole focus that's driving you? What are Right what now, are music. Music, okay. music. Uh, and that's the thing, you know, like like the Walt story. It's like I, I came to a point where I was doing everything. I was making a movie while I was recording at the same time. I'd, I I I was I did this movie with Debbie Ryan and, mm-hmm. and Jerry Trainer from Drake and Josh la, uh, last year, the year before, that was really fun to do. And a really cool movie. And uh, I was recording a, a record at the same time. And then I was about to go out on tour. And I've been doing that. For so many years, like make a movie, do some TV, go make a record, go on tour. And it was just so spread out and, yeah. and spreading myself so thin. And and then I, you know, taking stories like the Walt story and going, man, you know, you have to kind of go full force into one thing you or you're only going to have adequate or, or minor right. success yeah, in each one, you know, jack of all trades, master of none, you know. Right. So this is your passion. Yeah. So I you, mean, music I get to have complete control of. I get to write it. I'm not playing someone else's character. I'm not, I don't, you know, I don't have to go, can I get to, can I go do my set now? Like, can I get, you know, can I do my scene? Oh, the lighting's not ready. Oh, we're still on this other scene. Oh, we haven't finished this over here yet. In, in music, I can be like, oh, I'm inspired right now. I need to go into the studio. I need to write some music. I need to, oh, I've got something that I need to record right now. Let's go. And not being signed allows me the ability to go directly to my fans. And, you know, when I, when I was signed, it was like, I, I was always hitting a brick wall with my music, trying to either get it out or have too many heads telling me what to do or, with with this, I get to ask the fans, "Hey, are you into this?" Like I, in in the past year, I've released songs with Lil Mama, who I yeah. see is here, who we love. We love Lil Mama. That's kind of more urban. Um, and then I've I have a whole new batch of songs that are coming out that are more urban. That I've worked with people like Tank God and Cassius oh, yeah. Clay, and and I think Ma- Mama's on a, another one of those, and and uh, you know that kind of vibe. And then Fuego Lento, which is more totally. I mean, not so reggaeton, but more like romantic Spanish Latin vibe. And then uh, I I put out a cover of Gucci Gang by Lil Pump that (laughs) was just this kind of folky uh, Post Malone vibe uh, version of, of Gucci Gang. And I don't have anybody telling me, wait, but that doesn't sound like this. And that doesn't sound like that. You can't put a Spanish song out. You, You were working your urban stuff right now. Or we can't put this Gucci Gang funny cover out in the middle of working all this other music mm-hmm. because we're, we have a plan set in place and this is what we're doing. I can kind of go, Hey guys, do you think this is funny? And like play Gucci gang yeah. on Instagram live, see that a bunch of people like it, think it's cool. Go, okay, cool. I'm going to release it. And I, and I do, and I can and just where, do whatever I want. Where do you, where do you release all your music? Where can, where can your fans? It's, it's, it's awesome it. with the, with the technology. Now I can literally just release it and it goes to everywhere. So anywhere you buy music, Spotify, iTunes, Apple awesome. music, um, you know, Amazon, Google, it's, it's available everywhere. And then, uh, and do you have, is there a central site, like a Drake Bell site where everybody can find out about your tour, where they can buy tickets? Um, on my socials, Instagram, social, uh, Facebook, my Facebook has all of the, inf- that information on it and, uh, Twitter, Instagram, um, 
And they'll find all, all your info. your songs on your social too. Yeah, on 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 my social, you can go on on Spotify and just you know check out Drake Bell. There's a lot of a lot of music that I put out last year and uh, and a lot a lot more coming. So, wow, yeah. sounds fantastic. And so for all of everyone who's listening, you are starting to tour again on the. In the next, next few yeah, weeks. Yeah, pretty much the week after next, I'm, I'm back on the road. So you can go online and look at dates. And then uh, I have the, the specific dates I have right now are, uh, I know the 25th I have. I got, mm, I've that's got February a, 25th. I've got Mexico City in uh, on Mar- in, in March. I go to Mexico. So I'm in Mexico City be nice. March 22nd. I'm in Monterey on March 30th for uh, uh, Pal Norte Festival. and when you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app, you can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with code PROGRAM for a 4-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's stamps.com. Code program. I always forget the name. Acropolis. I always forget the name of that Acropolis. The Acropolis Festival, um, which is awesome. I'm going to be playing with some really great artists. Like one of my favorite bands, Arctic Monkeys, are going to be playing. Oh, yeah. Good Charlotte. No, not Good Charlotte. Yeah, Good Charlotte's playing. I love Good Charlotte. Um, and there's a I want to go. Kings of Leon, I think. Are playing. Oh, I yeah, love Kings Great of Leon. Yeah, yeah, so kill. I mean, that's what's so rad about playing festivals. Awesome. Is I'm like, like the, it was so funny. I played one festival in uh, la- last year, and I don't know if anyone's gonna know who this band is, but MXPX, and they're like one of my favorite bands as a kid. I mean, one of my all time favorite bands. And it's cool because they're pl- you see these bands and they're like what they're playing the festival so I play my show and then I get to run over <laughs> and like sit front row and see my favorite bands play I'm like this is so rad I got free tickets and I'm front row and I get to go backstage and meet them this is so cool <laughs> that is well, great well hopefully is... it wasn't at fire festival well, we're no, so glad <laughs> we're so glad that you are getting to follow your passion yeah. and express your creativity and that we can all hear it yeah thank you and so much and so everybody go to Drake Bell go to his Instagram, his Facebook. His Facebook yeah. is to find out where he's going to be playing and about all his new music. And we're so excited. So you've yeah, got to come you. back and talk to us again. Yes, Anytime. Please. Absolutely. Anytime. You and lay it on me like that and I am here. Me and do a fun And Gucci. Video. You can call me in the morning too. Yeah. Like every Gu- morning. Gucci just brand. You guys better get on to Yeah, Drake. Alessandro. Um, this is my... My request to just be your friend. <laughs> Jared Leto and Alessandro, can I just Those hang out two. with you guys, please? Yes. All right, we'll because put the message he out. looks great in Gucci. Yes. Awesome. Okay, thanks, thanks for coming. Yeah, thank you. So Good much. luck with everything. Okay, bye.